0: Guess who it is, folks? It's Pennell and and Big Boy. And we are the distillery, and you are our fans, and we we are grateful
1: that you're listening. We are grateful.
0: We're here tonight, and we are ready to chew on some stuff, discuss some stuff, and see what happens. But before we do that, Tom, because we are a podcast that not only distills our thoughts into a takeaway point, but
1: also enjoys a distilled (laughs) beverage with every show. We really do. What are we going to have tonight? Tonight, we are having a drink that you have called, and I love you for calling it this, Fear and Loathing in Medford, Oregon. (laughs) Yes, sir. So what does that involve? The reason it's called Fear and Loathing in Medford, Oregon, is because, like the book Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, this drink... By the late great, Johnny Depp. Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, sorry. This drink is inspired by Hunter S. Thompson. We are drinking tonight Rum Punch. We are. Which is a novel by Hunter S. Thompson. We're drinking it. Our... Punch is a very extravagant fruit punch with no name, probably from Albertsons. Yep. And um, the rum is Sailor Jerry Rum. Yes, sir. It's a very simple drink. It's probably something that you would have when you're underage. Yes, sir. Not, I'm not encouraging that no, behavior. But, I, but we all did. But, um, yeah, probably happened. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to find out if it tastes well, good still. So let's do it. here's to rum punch. Oh, uh, yeah. It's pretty oh, <laughs> well, It's like high school. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. That is good. That's sweet. It's weird drinking it as an forty seven year old. Well,
0: yeah, we probably put more rum in it than we would have. So let's had. call
1: it Fear and Loathing in Medford, Oregon, so it doesn't sound like rum punch. Yeah, we don't we're yeah.
0: We're not at a high school party.
1: No, no, thank God. Um but now that we know, now that everyone knows what we're drinking, Panel, what are we talking about today?
0: You know what, Tom, you brought this topic tonight and I hate you for it. <laughs> But I'm also glad you did it because it's something that I have personally been struggling with. Okay. And the idea is this. Um, Where do we land on the current battle that's happening, at least in our region, of homelessness and transit camps Mm -hmm. being illegal versus showing mercy and grace and letting people live in these situations? Is that a good description?
1: Yeah, that's you pretty know? good. Like how mean, it, how
0: are we dealing with this? Uh, yeah, this idea of homelessness and and public safety and right. and, and all of these things and balancing it and, and where where should should we land on that spectrum?
1: That's great. Now, why do you hate me for bringing it up?
0: Because I don't know good. anything definitive on this. Because I am so torn on what I believe and think about this. If I'm being Dead honest. Perfect. I see validity in both sides, and I see really nasty stuff in both sides, in, nit- in vitriol. Perfect. And it's hard.
1: I, I couldn't agree with you more. Here, the reason I wanted to talk with you about it is because I hoped you were somewhere in that boat. Yeah, I don't know where you stand on this yeah, either. Very similar. Um, but I, I don't hear these conversations taking place in the, the public spectrum.
0: Well, they don't. It's you pick a side and then you go crazy about it.
1: Yeah, and you're just, just trashing the other side. Right,
0: without listening.
1: Great. So let's get micro before we go macro. Yeah, let's, tell the people about our
0: region, why you even thought of this.
1: Yeah, so I thought about this because in our region, um, at, as you may or may not know, folks that are listening, we had a lot of fires recently, and um, those fires destroyed 2,700 homes, something like that. In our, in our area, uh, leveled them. People lost everything. And when that happened, very soon after that, it seemed like, almost overnight, our homeless population just expanded exponentially.
0: But it was, it was, that was happening before the fires. We
1: had homeless before. It was, it was exploding before the but fires. But nothing like it is now. Um, it almost feels like not just the people that were displaced from fires, but other people came to live here as homeless people. Or were or were dropped off as homeless people to live here, they just showed up. Yeah, it feels like that. Well, I, yeah, we'll talk about that. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we have a lot of uh, tents and makeshift tent cities popping up in what we call the Greenway, which is near the everywhere. freeway. Everywhere. So when you're Not driving, just the Greenway. No, anymore, right. That's I true. didn't realize that until recently. They are yeah. everywhere. But when you're driving up the freeway from um, California up to. Eugene, Oregon, let's say. As you're passing through southern Oregon, specifically... On the I-5. On the I-5 in the Medford area, probably Talent Medford area, Phoenix Talent. You're going to start seeing a lot, a lot of homeless temporary residents. Camps. Camps. And, uh, you know, it it, it elicits a lot of conflicting emotions. It just does. Like, it doesn't look pretty. And so you think... And it's not...
0: Let's be specific on why it doesn't look. Pre- Let's get to that later. We'll Sorry. get to that
1: later. It doesn't look pretty. It doesn't feel good. But then on the other hand, why are these people forced? Or it feels like maybe forced to live in a situation, or why are they in the situation? There's just so much going on that empathy and um, the desire for a visual excellence are at odds with one another. You you don't know what to do with it. So it's yeah. it's difficult to drive down the freeway. It's 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 because it's so visual. It's so visual. Yeah. There and, and now when you slow down and you're off the freeway and you're anywhere near these areas, there's a lot of trash and clothing and debris and all kinds of stuff. An inordinate amount, though, in some places. Way Let's more, like way more than yikes, ever before. Right? Yikes! Is right. So um, it's such a problem here in our little area. That today, the city voted on whether or not that was even going to be legal anymore.
0: Yeah, there's been an ordinance proposed that says any camping within city limits is illegal.
1: That's right. That's right. There is not, um, to the best of my knowledge, in that ordinance, there's not an alternative proposed. I don't believe so. For the campers. It's just that if you are a camper in city limits, if this gets passed... You are now breaking the law.
0: And it seems as if the definition of camper really revolves around a permanent tent-like
1: structure. Correct. So if you were somebody who just slept on the ground. That's not illegal. That's not technically illegal. They can move illegal. you along. Even their though, thought process. <laughs> even though that exposes you to the elements right. where you could die, if you happen to have a tent, shame on you. Now you're a criminal. Now you're a criminal. Yeah. So it's a very conflicting thing to deal with. How have people responded to this? Just like they respond to everything, politically. Mm. And it's very difficult to have these conversations with people where there's vulnerability at play. Okay. And I'm really glad that you started this by saying you don't know where you land. Because that feels like a more healthy place for me. I don't know where I land. And I know that I have a lot of conflicting feelings. Right. Right. So that's on a micro level. Okay. But on a macro level, um, I'm sure that the economy being what it has been because of COVID and so many people being displaced from residents due to rent issues and inability to pay rent, their businesses shutting down, their jobs being lost. This situation, at least in the United States, probably globally, especially West Coast, is rampant. I think people are displaced from homes. And likely to get worse. And and likely to get worse. So, where should we land?
0: Well, let's let's back up a little bit, if you don't mind. I do not mind. Um, Let's talk about why you feel conflicted and I feel conflicted on some of these things. Okay. Because it's kind of the same question. Yeah. So, maybe it's not even backing up. Where should we land? Yeah. Let's start with... Why? I'll ask you. You're good at always asking me questions. I'm going to ask you tonight. Is that, okay. that fair? It's good, yeah. Why do you feel
1: conflicted? Give me some specifics. It's a good question. So specifically, here's this. And this is me trying to be honest with you, everybody. I'm, I'm a Christian person, right? And I take that very seriously. I look at the person of Jesus and know that full well, he was interested in the poor, the widows, the outcast, and he cared for them. Yeah, those on the margins. Those on the margins. And that's what I want to do. I really want to do that. And so any experience that I've ever had where I've had a chance to reach out and help those people in the margins, I really want to do that. So that's one big part of my heart. However, um, another part of my heart is knowing statistically and logistically what happens when there's a high uh, homeless population of people who are maybe denying services from local agencies to help them get back on their feet, there's a, also a high crime rate. Yep. And that crime rate puts your community at risk. And that community includes my family fair, and my children. And so I'm very conflicted about how to feel. Right. Um, it's almost easier for me to go to Mexico to walk into cuz it's a, not in your backyard. A homeless camp cuz it's not in my backyard. Mm. I didn't mean that. No, that's that uh, from that's me, 100% but. right. Like I can go down there and only land on the empathy side of things and do whatever it takes to help people in that situation because I'm not worried, right, about the criminal lifestyle that they might have to live spilling over onto my family. Mm. And that's very selfish, but it's honest. But it's honest. It's real. So that's why it's conflicting for me and also um politically over the last few years i i am more aligned with people who have uh, a desire to help others they're not out for their own gain Um, i think currently that might be considered left-leaning right but it's not a left-leaning mentality to really want to clean up the homeless camps which is how I often feel.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So there you go. Those are very vulnerable reasons.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, it's very similar. If you want me to explain my side as well, it's very uh, like you as a person of faith, I believe everyone's made in the image of God. Therefore it has inherent dignity and value, right? Yeah. Regardless of where you live, how you live. I, I believe that to be a true statement. And so I want to, to give dignity and value to To people. And so I, yeah, I want to help these people. I want to serve these people. You know, we've had some really cold nights a couple months ago. Uh, Even recently,
1: it's dangerous. It is
0: dangerous to sleep out in that, right? So to say you can't have a tent, you can just die out here, feels wrong, is wrong. Right. But at the same time, I also look at these um, cleanup efforts. Some of them have been pretty inhumane, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. Um, But buckets and buckets of used needles Mm -hmm. on paths where children are playing in parks Mm -hmm. 100 yards away. Right. Um, In the last three weeks, two murders Mm -hmm. on our bike path where a lot of these camps live. Yep. Um, So statistics are clearly showing there is a very dangerous element. Mm-hmm. add to that recent test of bear creek which was this this what we're calling the the greenway it was created i think it was like late 90s uh, mid 90s here to be really to be in a, a centerpiece of the town it
1: was a draw it was
0: a draw because it, it connected from central point to ashland am i correct correct and it was uh, it goes along the what was the beautiful bear creek it's about 20 miles and it's a pathway, and it's nature. It was going to be a recreational and uh, health, like conscious uh, biking and running, and and it you can argue that there are parts of it and times where it is not a safe place to be. I won't go on it. You could you could absolutely argue that, right? Um, and you you can deny it if you want, but statistics show that to be true. Yeah, we've had not if you if you want to go back a couple of years, lots of death. And, yeah. And, and, and some grisly murders. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. On this thing, um, we we have you know fires. We've had fires that have started, lots of destruction. We've had yep. overdoses. Yep. Um, we've had rape. Yep. Um, it it and so there is isn't there's, there's pollution a, of the and that, that's it. Right. That's what I was going. Bear Creek. They've done studies. It's so unhealthy now because the the fecal matter level in this creek is is dangerous. Correct. And so that. Also, rise someone that's community conscious goes, That's not okay, right? But then there's another side of me going, But why are those people having to live that way? Let's support them and help, you know. And so, I guess I'm going back and forth with myself. I call it the battle of the pathies. We have empathy versus apathy,
1: hmm.
0: you know, like in the old commercials where you had the devil cartoon on sure, or the cartoons, you know, and then the angel and the other. I, I kind of feel like that's where I am on this moral barometer at this point, like. This, this, this. It's really, really confusing to me, to be honest. Wow,
1: I'm really glad you shared that. I think you nailed it for, for me. Like, I have that same experience, the battle of the pathies. But I would say there's a third pathie, which is sympathy. I don't think it's only apathy that's at play here. That is in opposition to empathy. Empathy means that we can understand what they're going through and we want it to be different for them. Sympathy is we look at their situation and we want it to be different than apathy. Is we look at their situation, we don't have feelings. We just want it to be different. Just we want it cleaned and go. Right. And I do think that it's been politicized so much that sympathy is overlooked where a lot of people actually land. On both sides. Well, it's kind, of the, it's kind of the gray of the concentric circle, really. There you go. Is what I would th- what I would, how I would describe that. Right. So, uh, under the umbrella of sympathy, most of us haven't actually been homeless. Yeah, we, I don't know what that experience is Struggled like. with that kind of addiction, been evicted, lost our homes, etc. Um, so, we don't really know what it's like to be homeless in those camps. So, it's really not even fair for us to say that we have empathy because we can't, but our sympathy can look at that, and what has that sympathy actually um, created as opportunities for these people? Now, to the best of my knowledge, in our little micro universe here in Southern Oregon, there are a lot of organizations that are open and welcoming and receiving to people who are homeless in this situation to help them with their addictions, to make sure that they are nourished, to help them to find uh, places to live. Oftentimes people in this situation that we've experienced deny those rights, deny those opportunities that absolutely not universally. But what happens is that when the conversation comes up, it's often politicized such that either those people are, um, described as people who all deny those services or who don't deserve those services or, on the left side of things, whether or not those services exist, we need to just honor them as people and let them live their lives however they want to live. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, it's just, it's, I, I'm getting flustered
0: at a loss of words just trying to think of what to say because, yeah, all of that. All of that. All of that. Right. You know, and it's at the same time, you can actually make a a super real argument that while we can show on paper that there are all these services and places to live, that a lot of it's bullshit. Because, yeah, it might be there if you can prove a piece of identification, which some of these people can't get. Right. Or if you can show your last known address, which people don't
1: have. Don't
0: have. or, Or... You know, there's, yeah, there's all these things, but some of these stipulations that aren't possible for Mm -hmm. someone that would actually want to take advantage of those things, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, even that falls into this devil on my shoulder, angel on the other of like, yeah, they're on paper. You have every opportunity to get out of this and to have services. But yeah, if your tent is here and you're offered to go to Phoenix counseling, 15 miles away. You're on foot, hmm. and you don't have ID. You don't have transportation.
1: It's your problem to figure out how to get there. Right. Yeah. Right. So there is
0: that fair and just. I. I, I can. I understand I both sides. Yeah. You yeah. know. And and a, another piece that we haven't touched on yet is mental health. Right. Right. A vast majority. Okay, that may not be fair. A large portion of this population struggles with some level of significant mental health. Correct. And how can – if they are not given the proper care, if we're not taking care of these people in a way that we should be, then how can we hold them accountable for the situation that they're in with no way out? You know, And so that's why – I'm not asking you to answer that. I'm just saying these are the struggles that I'm going through daily because I want to – I'll be real. Sometimes I drive past some of these and I – get pissed i'm like that just it's gross right and it's dangerous and i used to take my kids to play right there and oh yeah you know all these things and but then you you meet somebody or you talk to someone and you and they're human and they're no different than you but man something hard happened to them mm-hmm. or whatever the story may be it's hard man it's really really hard for me to know what to do so now we we find ourselves in this we have The city, I think, not – I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think they're trying to be some hard-nosed pricks. I think we we have a problem. We don't know what to do. Let's just draw a line. And and vote on it. and, And vote on it. We also now have a new law office is bringing a federal suit against the city. For this, the city was ready to pass it a few weeks ago until another lawyer brought up oh, there was a case in Grants Pass, Oregon, and Boise, Idaho, that said these are illegal. That put a hold, they had to rewrite some things. Mm. So now it's getting tied up and weird and intricate in the legal system as well. And all that's doing is giving more vitriol to the fire. I mean, you get on Facebook and look at our local community pages, you have some that are just Clean up the Greenway group that just is just painting everyone along there as an evil, evil. Right. Get them all out evil. of evil. Get them all out. You have Rise and Resist Oregon that's saying um, anyone that thinks we should do anything to these people is um, a capitalist bastard. Right. That you know that that should die. <laughs> you know, and they, and I'm I'm kind of exaggerating,
1: kind of not. Yeah, kind of not.
0: You know, and so man, dude, it's I don't know what's gonna happen.
1: Well, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, there's no information on that yet. They're voting on it today. Yeah, there's, already, a,
0: there's a big, big protest today, yeah, even went, outside the courthouse.
1: It went to vote today.
0: To best of my knowledge, yes, right. today
1: was the day of the vote. Right, but there's no information on whether or not it passed, and we'll find out in time. But even regardless of whether or not it passed, the question remains, um, what, what should we do yeah. for yep. people in that situation? Right. So you mentioned, you mentioned how there are some logistical hurdles that are super unfair for people that are uh, maybe homeless currently in our situation, in our neighborhood. Yeah. That uh, maybe they don't have ID or they don't have transportation to the homes that provide services or the locations that provide services. So what is an alternative? Great question, man. <laughs> Great question. I don't know the answer. Okay, that's fair. I mean, it seems like some people are very ready for the alternative to be legislation that yes. says you just can't be here anymore. Right. And that's that's where the heart part comes in for me, and I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling because, by and large, those same people are the ones who say, um, don't be a sucker, don't let the government run your lives. Exactly. Thank you for bringing that up. But in this situation— they're banking on the government solving this problem for them so it doesn't have to be a heart issue anymore. Right. And that's oh, that's man. very hypocritical. And and yet, even though I understand it, 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 it I, it's unfair. It's unfair to the people that we're trying to help or sure. the people that we're trying to talk about. Sure. Beyond
0: unfair, even.
1: Yeah. So do you personally feel, that it's the government's job to figure out what to do with our homeless here in Southern Oregon. See, that even that is is a wrestle with okay. within me, okay,
0: because I wish it weren't. I wish it were good and decent people um stepping up to help these people. I wish it were the church. Stepping up to help these people. I wish it were mental health services offering their services for free, pro bono. I wish it were these things. Right. But that's clearly not happening. And well, so if they're not doing it, then yes, who does it fall on?
1: I, I get what you're saying. So let me ask you a more pointed question um, Is there a specific way you want to see that happen? I'm asking because I know for sure, for 100% positivity, that churches are very willing to help people to a level. That are willing to say they need help, mm-hmm. and I understand that. I don't want to get into why. There's a lot of personal stuff for why. I understand why a church would say anybody that wants to help get help, we will help them. But do you feel like that's not enough? And you yeah, don't I, do. Okay.
0: I do. I okay. do. I don't. I think as well intentioned as that is, and powerful as that can be as an agent of change and in, in positive positive action in this, I don't think the resources are there to back it for
1: sustainability. Okay, and do you think also things like um, mental health and accessibility and logistics come into play so that maybe people can't actually make yes. these decisions? Yes, 100%. Plan? Okay.
0: You know, and then you, you do have...
1: Yeah, we'll get there in a minute. Never mind. Carry on. Well, no, that... that to me, that's a really big question. Yeah, it's I, huge. I think, I that's think a why... lot of people wrestle with how should the church help people in this situation, or the government, or the how should the government, how should any group help people in the situation? Right. And it does feel like you don't want these folks in the situation to operate outside of accountability. And so you quickly navigate what accountability looks like. Well said. Right. And so most people say accountability means that. When they are truly ready to make a change in their life, they will ask for help. And until they do, they're not actually ready for help. Right. So they are making the decision that they're not ready to be accountable and then receive the help that we're willing to offer.
0: Which I think when people say that, it's well-intentioned. I don't think it's always based in actual truth.
1: Oh, I agree. I was just laying there. I know you do. Yeah.
0: I know you do. But yeah. I'm saying absolutely. That's what we say is accountability. However, we it's a logistical thing. In reality, again, okay, look, I some of those are so riddled with trash and fecal matter. Some, some of these camps.
1: Some of the camps. Okay.
0: And, and, and needles and, and things that it, it, it is a serious health risk for them. Yeah, not just the community, right? For like the people living there, right? Absolutely, yeah. for the residents of that camp, right? Why aren't we helping to clean that up?
1: But that's the that's the weird. I almost said funny, but it's not funny. That's the weird thing about this this uh, reality happening in the states. Yeah, in Mexico, a hundred percent of the time the groups that I've worked with, we will go step into their environment safe or unsafe, usually very unsafe, and bring love to them. Because it doesn't make any sense to assume that they would somehow seek us out for love. Right.
0: But are there services to help clean, to help...
1: Maybe, maybe not. Stuff? But regardless of whether or not those services existed in these other countries, the groups that are willing to do it, do it. Right. But here in the States... We talk about it. Because we're very, quote-unquote, civilized... There are methods for receiving assistance. And if you don't seek that out, then you don't want it. Then you don't
0: want it. Which is which is not true, I don't think. It's, it's most of the time.
1: Even if it's even if it's fifty percent of the time right. not true. That means half of the people that in the camp would love for your help. <laughs> would love the help and they just can't get it. Yeah. Exactly. And and that experiential um um reality that I have that you've had in other countries where faith steps out into the uncomfortable doesn't exist here. So we just make decisions legislatively and it's very scary. Right. Well then
0: sometimes the laws that we do choose to enact work against the goal that we're trying to reach, you know? So, okay. We, we put in exclusion zones, That you uh, homeless area homeless can't be in this area
1: like we're trying to do with the Greenway. Right. Exactly.
0: So therefore, some of those areas where they would come to recycle to take trash, they're not welcome now. As a matter of fact, they're singled out and arrested for things that we would never be arrested for. Case in point, there was a recent news story about a homeless man who, was, who would come in simply to charge his phone, was charging it on a public utility pole, was arrested for stealing public services. Huh. I would not be arrested for that. I wouldn't. Because I, I, the way I'm dressed. Right. Right? So therefore... Because you're a taxpayer. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. A- and let's be honest, because of stereotypes of, of I might look different. Right. right? But, on, but on paper... But you're right. On, but on paper... But okay, we we say, why don't you clean up your clean up your act, clean up your area? Okay, where do you want us to bring it? Bring it into town. Bring it in trash. Well, I'm not allowed there. You, you see what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of nuance. That's not yeah, yeah. But but like it it that's it's so hard. Even those little things come into play. Gosh, and it's super super tricky. And so, but at the same time, there is. They're, like it or not, they go hand in hand. There, there's a, there's a there is a rise in crime right now. There we're, is, we're for seeing sure. real. It. It's very real. Is it all because of homeless? No. But it's not all because but of homelessness. We are but, seeing,
1: yeah, in in certain areas, we are seeing it happen. Well, let me rephrase it. It's not because of all the homeless. No, of I, course I not. I think the rise in crime matches the rise in homelessness. So statistically, they're related, right? But not all of the homeless are criminal.
0: Absolutely not. And we,
1: you, and I know yeah, that. We know that. And
0: rational people know that. I hope so. I hope. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough.
1: That's. It just gets so hard. It does get hard because we want we want the best for everybody, right? The best is that people have places to live, that people have places to to. Exp- like experience life that kids can play. And whenever there's an environment that's unsafe for a group, in other words, like in our case, kids can't play safely in a park now because there are so many homeless and crime has gone up in that area that needs to be adjusted. Mm. Right. So that balance exists once more, there is no balance right now. It's out of balance. And so people are trying to employ balance by, Writing law. Yeah. And I appreciate the effort. I really do because it's better than doing nothing because by doing nothing, we have no balance. Right. But by using law to employ balance, we aren't accounting for what we talked about earlier the 50% of the people who actually want help. They just can't get it. By the way,
0: that number is arbitrary. That's made up. Right. It's
1: made up. Even if it's one person. I don't care that there are people that exist in the homeless uh, camps that want help. They just can't get them. Mm -hmm. But whatever it is, those people, uh, the decisions are being made above their pay grade. They're being made above above our pay grade by people who write legislation.
0: Yeah. And that's good and problematic.
1: I agree with you Mm -hmm. because even as we're already seeing the, the, uh, passionate, bleeding heart, progressive liberal will write legislation that also doesn't make any sense.
0: That doesn't help sometimes, but it enables.
1: Correct, right? And and the the conservative, um, tight fisted, tight fisted capitalist, disciplined, responsible capitalist Republican will write legislation that overlooks empathy, so like and humanity, right? Both are yeah yeah toxic. Yes. And the people that we're doing it for are the ones that we're trying to help or deal and with. and what happens is when
0: this when that takes place, even in the best intentions, humans become commodities. Oh, for sure, right? Yeah. And so, once we're able to to take someone's humanity away, it's really easy to clean them up with a bulldozer. Yeah.
1: Right because it's just like the trash they leave behind right they're just stuff that we need to exactly this is what I'm saying that's what we yeah. turn it into yeah.
0: intentionally or not
1: not we but like culture what I would love I'm I maybe jumping ahead I don't care I'm going here now what I would love is so that for people who are so ready to write legislation I would love for them to join us because we've both done this join us in stepping into those environments where these people actually live and help them Meet them. Meet them and help them. Paint their nails. Wash their feet. Cut their hair. Have a conversation. Bring them a pair of shoes. Um, Talk with them. Make (laughs) them a meal. Give them a hug. Talk. Talk. Back. Talk with them. Right. Talk with them. Validate their humanity and their worth. Listen to them. Yes. Um, I'm not saying that it would turn a Republican into a, a Democrat. That's totally irrelevant to me. But what it would do is it would take a law writer and then engage them in the people they're trying to write the laws for. It
0: would decommodify the humanity that these laws
1: are for. A hundred percent. Right. And I think if I could see and hear that that was taking place, I would be more comfortable with how these decisions get made. But instead, I, I notice, and I think you notice it too, that the decision makers are so far removed – from the people they're making decisions for. Oh yes, that you and I and most of the world are left in conflict for. Gosh, what's going to happen when the decision makers make their decision? Mm. We get to clean up the mess. We we have to live with it. No pun intended. No pun intended. And that is why, when you started this, you said you were pissed off at me for bringing it up. Because, not literally, by not the literally way. but not literally. But it's it's very upsetting to be at the mercy of uh, law writers yeah, man. without knowing that you, you can take their hand and walk with them into a problem that they want to solve together. They don't want to solve it with you. Mm. They want to stand above you and solve it for you. And it really hurts my heart to know that that is happening locally and probably, probably nationally. Absolutely nationally.
0: Because these but are, we're dealing with it locally.
1: But we're dealing with it locally, and these are real people. And the answer isn't just let them do whatever they want. But the answer isn't just do whatever you want to them either. Right.
0: Right, man. And I think that's why it's so hard and frustrating is because I want my family safe. Yes. I want my community safe. Yes. I want my brothers and sisters who live outdoors to be safe. Yes. I want them to be fed. And I want them to to be housed. When I want all of these things, but we don't live in a culture that allows all these things. They don't
1: easily. Easily. I I think you're right. I think I think there's a lot of disconnect. There are efforts.
0: There are efforts
1: here and in Ashland
0: right now to turn some public spaces into uh, living spaces for the homeless.
1: And there are services available to people that are in those homeless spaces right. that they may not be able to get to or even know about. Right. So there's a disconnect between uh, the fact that these entities exist and the fact that these homeless exist. Mm-hmm. And the disconnect is that nobody's creating a gateway, a bridge to the services. Right. So combining those two into
0: one unified yes. approach yes, is yes. huge. Absolutely. But it's not happening fast. No. And there's not a stopgap between them now. And look, you've you've probably seen the video. Have you seen the videos? No. Um, okay, so there's an organization here. I think it was Rise and Resist Oregon. Um, self-proclaimed anarchist. Uh, just hate, pissed at the world, a lot of them, you know. Um, some of the things rightfully so to be pissed at. Um, but they made a, a video, I think you can find it on YouTube. I think it's called Medford's War on the Homeless. Hmm. um and they showed some of the efforts of cleaning up the camps and it was disturbing and heartless um so there's a better way to do things too
1: right there are better ways there's a better way to do things too so right and all of all of that uh i think would open up kind of would blossom and flower if it was stemming from a heart of real compassion for the people we're trying to make solutions for. Mm. So, whether you're conservative or liberal, if the goal is to actually help the people, if you're willing to step into their shoes or even step next to them, you would go, "Oh, these people just need access to these services, they don't know how to get there. Let's get them there." Yeah, instead I think of, I
0: think you're you're nailing something there.
1: Yeah. And or instead of saying the people are fine, "Oh gosh, there there is a lot of crime. We need to alleviate a lot of the crimes by bringing these people into mental health services or bringing these people into addictive, uh, recovery recovery services. I I get it now. So let's help them. If there was a, if there was a real compassion for the people we were trying to make decisions for, I think it would be different. Well, I think if we would even listen to the people who want
0: to help, because a lot of times our definition of help is what we think they need. Oh yeah. You know, what we think is the best way to live, which is is my idea, right? Not always
1: right, right? It's like, it's like what Christians do when we go absolutely on mission trips to foreign 100%. countries, yeah. You,
0: hey, well, let me westernize, I give you right. the, our example of this, right? Right. And so, yeah, man, I it's it's hard, and I, I I'm not exaggerating when I say it. I find myself daily wrestling with it. I because there's a daily reminder in every drive you take, every drive, every drive you take. Yep. Um, there, I've had good interactions. I've had sketchy interactions. I've had everything in between. Yep. Um, and it's, man, it's, it's daily me wrestling with my own conscience and my own heart of what do I believe? What do I, I know what I believe, but what do I do with those beliefs?
1: So, Brian, if we're distilling this conversation yeah
0: this is gonna be the hardest distilling well, ever
1: maybe like the distillation does not mean that we need to come up with an answer for the homelessness because we're not gonna however as i as i look back on our conversation the thing that is, is kind of like ringing the most true is that the only way for this conversation to be really productive is that for everybody on all sides. To have a, a compassion and willingness to step into the mess yes. to make a difference for the people in the mess. Yeah, if
0: we're going dis- to distill it down to one point, the solution can't come from you and me to middle class, housed, right. non addicted, right. M- somewhat mentally sound white American males mm-hmm. to come up with the best that we think is the answer. The solution has to come from listening. Yes and hearing people that are in that situation.
1: Perfect. I, I really love that. I love that. There, there's a lot of uh, work in the arena of equity taking place nationally. But in an area where it doesn't seem to be quite so prominent is with homelessness. 100% agree. And I hope that's the next frontier that we tackle. But what you just said is equity in homelessness. And I love it. I really, truly love it. As it's, to me, that's not political. It should not be. It's it, it, it will
0: be politicized, but it's love. But it's love. It's love, it's kindness, it's grace, compassion, and it's humanity. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, people, we love you. We. I'm sure that you guys are struggling with this too. Even if you think you have it all figured out, I'm sure that it's a struggle. Because I've had this, quote unquote, all figured out before. But it's always been a struggle. And the reason is... Because God wants you to love his people. And whether they look like you or not, there is people. And these people are in a situation where they don't have a home. We don't know what to do. And so as we wrestle with this, please land on love. I think that's it. Land on love.
0: Do be compassionate
1: where you can. Be compassionate where you can. That's great. Yeah. Well, I love you. Peace. Bye.